0: it's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. Oh my goodness. That's the longest home run to center field we have seen in this ballpark. T.C. Right back!
1: The doctor actually is out. This is Stevie Slapshot filling in. I'll be here today and tomorrow. The doctor's on assignment. We sent him out. We're going to be talking a little NHL today. We're going to talk some NFL. And we're going to talk some wrestling to finish up the show today. But we're going to start with our Major League Baseball correspondent in Houston. It's the man himself, T.C. Martin. How are you, T.C.? Stevie
0: Slapshot. Hey, thank you. uh, First and foremost for a manning mission control today for the next two days. Uh, well, I am out here uh, on assignment, as you say, uh, gallivanting around and enjoying myself at games one and two of the American League Championship Series here, my friend. So uh, thank you very much.
1: I'm wondering, what are you expecting in game one, TC? The Astros are off of three days rest, and that's not a big gap, but but athletes are you know creatures of habit, and they baseball players play every day. That's what they're used to. So three days, you know, it gets some guys rested up, but they, they, they could be a little sluggish coming out. There could be a little bit of rust there. And then the Yankees are hungover, TC. <laughs> this
0: is true. Uh, you know, when you go back to the beginning of the postseason for the Astros, remember they had, they had five days off, and that was a big concern. How are they going to react? Because as we've talked about before, you know, you don't even have five days off during the All-Star break. You know, and usually you've got players that that are playing, and and but you don't have you know five full days off, and then for the most important part of your season, you start that going. Well, the Astros were really the only team that wasn't affected. I mean, the Yankees got off you know uh, to to a slow start. The Braves got off to a slow start, ended up losing. Dodgers exact same thing, and they ended up losing. Uh, I think you know the Dodgers really were kind of the only team that jumped out to that game one, you know, victory where they scored runs in the first inning. Astros won game one against Seattle, but it took them, as we know, you know, seven or eight innings before they could get it cracking. And then, of course, the Jordan Alvarez, you know, you know, Homer on uh, the bottom of the ninth. So, you know, I think there is something to that, but I think at this point in time it's different because you've already had these three games. And if you're talking about the Astros, it was more like four games because they had an 18 inning affair, fair, you know, when they clinched it last Saturday in Seattle so they needed that rest uh, with that long road trip to get back to Houston. They practiced the last couple of days, and now gives you a chance to get your pitching order in in order, which they do now. Justin Verlander, Framber Valdez, and then Lance McCullers going games one, two, and three. So I think the Astros are in a good spot. I think it was just enough rest, um, you know, and they're at home. They know that they've got the number one seed overall now, American League as well as the National League, thanks to the Dodgers losing. So this is big, and as we know, you know, they have owned the Yankees. And, the, you know, as they say, the old Pedro, you know, who's your daddy? Well, the Astros are the Yankees' daddy. We know that because they have dominated them the last five years in the postseason, and they dominated them this year as well, too, winning five out of seven.
1: So you talked about the uh, the, the matchups for, uh, for Houston, the starting pitching for Houston. Do you know we know who's going tonight for the Yankees, Cortez. Do, do you know who's following him? Cuz I I looked for these matchups this morning and I couldn't find him anywhere.
0: No, actually Cortez went yesterday because remember oh, they were right, going right, to go right. Jameson they they were going to go Jamison Tyon and remember they relegated Tyon to the bullpen even though he started all season long and then they said okay, we're going to kick you to the bullpen because, you know, we, we don't we don't think you're that much and then they named him as the starter. Uh, for game number five, but then they had the rain out. And then Aaron Boone says, oh, you know what? We're going to go to Cortez. We'll give, you know, on three days rest, let's go with him. So the Yankees were up in the air who they were going to start in game one because, you know, Cortez was good and he went five innings yesterday in that clincher against Cleveland. So Tyon is actually getting the start for the Yankees today and Verlander is getting the start for the Astros. So obviously it is a big advantage, not just from a rest standpoint, but just from... Uh, a production standpoint, because Tyon's been, you know, he's been battered, you know, all season long. You know, he's not going to go a whole bunch of innings. And, you know, uh, then you got the factor, too. Hey, if you're Jameson Tyon, Stevie, how do you feel that this guy, is, you know, was a starter all year long, and then all of a sudden Aaron Boone says, okay, we get to the postseason, yeah, you're going to the bullpen because we don't think you're one of our three best starters right now. And then, well, let's see, game five comes around, we kind of spend our bullpen and everybody else, okay, you're going to start. Oh, we we'll get a rain out. Okay, guess what? Now nah, you're not gonna start. You're back to the bullpen. And now game one, uh, what are we gonna do? Game one of the championship series, you're starting. I mean, if you're tie on, how much confidence do you have in yourself? How much confidence do you have in your manager?
1: A lot, lot of doubt there, T C that's a good point. It's gotta be a lot of doubt in the young man's mind, uh, you know, going into uh into tonight's game one. Then so back back to my other question then, and I'm sorry I messed up on the on who was starting tonight, but has Aaron Boone named his starters for games two and three yet, or is it a mess because you know they just they just played last night?
0: Yeah, he hasn't officially named them, but I think he's leaning towards Garrett Cole, which would be an interesting scenario for the yeah. Yankees because, as you know, former Houston Astro, and then for him to pitch back here at Minute Maid Park, uh, that is going to be something else. And then uh, then comes the question: How are the fans going to treat Garrett Cole? And as we know, I mean, you know, Garrett Cole was part of that 2017 World Series, you know, team for Houston. But then he left. He's one of the first guys that left for the big contract. And then he goes to the Yankees. And uh, I can tell you, that, Stevie, from being, you know, here since Dusty's taken over in 2020, obviously, you know, 2020, there were no fans. But, you know, last year and this year and being there uh, for games during the regular season and the postseason, nobody talks about Garrett Cole here. It's not like these fans miss him at all. So I would uh, expect a bunch of resounding boos if he is the game two starter. And, you know, here's the thing about Garrett Cole, that I, the little bit that I know about him, talking to guys, you know, his former teammates and stuff like that, is that he's kind of a quirky dude. And if you remember opening day this year with the Yankees, when they had that delay because they had the long, um, you know, intros for the lineups and Garrett Cole got mad, as the Yankees organization said, Hey, you're delaying my start by 23 minutes. You know, I mean, I need to get out here and pitch, you know, I got a routine. I mean, he is a quirky dude. He's got a little bit of a temper and he could totally get flustered in the moment. If he's the game two starter at Minute Maid park, you know, with these 40,000 fans going crazy tomorrow night under the big, the big lights of the postseason, And especially knowing that, you know, that the Astros have had the Yankees number. So, I think that's going to be a huge subplot of this series.
1: Just last week, TC, he was complaining uh, a little bit about the pressure of pitching in New York, and I'm thinking to myself, well then why did you go there and take that contract if you if you don't like that, right?
0: You are absolutely correct on that. Exactly. But we know why he did it because the Astros weren't going to give him the money, and he took this big check and I you know, there are certain guys that can shine in the Big Apple. In the big stage of New York City, especially with the Yankees and others that that are that can't, and right. we've seen it work both ways, right? We've seen that. You yes, know? we have. I mean, we've seen we've seen guys like Derek Jeter and Mariano Rivera. They thrived under the big lights and they, and they and they took it. But those guys were mature adults. I really don't put Garrett Cole in that. And we've seen, you know, Joey Gallo was another one. He was miserable. You know, yes. there he he was he was great at Cashman Field, right? Yeah, <laughs> with the Aviators. But you put him in the pinstripes at Yankee Stadium in a fifty thousand plus night night out. The guy hit like a buck thirty, and then he goes to, to L.A. and you know he's okay for a while. But then you know, yeah, got, certain guys uh, just don't fit in with certain teams. And I think the, the Yankees have a couple of those guys like that.
1: Let's talk about Justin Verlander going tonight. TC off of a bad start. He's talked about he's made some adjustments and he feels like he's ready to go tonight. Do you know what the adjustments are? What do you think that we'll see out of Justin Verlander tonight?
0: Yeah, I think you're going to see a big-time performance by JV because I'll just point this to you and everybody else. When was the last time you've seen Justin Verlander have two bad starts in a row? Never. It doesn't happen. Yeah, it doesn't happen. And he's had like about three during the course of the season from May on uh, or April on. And he always bounced back. And I remember the, the start against Seattle where he gave up six runs early on. And then he came back and, and threw out goose eggs for the next couple starts after that. He is a guy that makes big time adjustments and the answer to your question is a lot of it is the familiarity with Seattle. Got to remember that was the sixth time that he has faced uh, the Seattle Mariners this season. So there was that familiar familiarity and what the, the Mariners did is they decided, okay, we're going to jump on his fastball, you know, early because they kind of, you know, figured out a little bit of a pattern with him. And then he kind of settled down, you know, you know, after a while, the Yankees have not seen Verlander that much at all. Cause you got to remember, I mean, he's basically missed the last two seasons altogether. So I think, mean, you know, his, His command issues are going to be uh, huge tonight, and he usually has great command, and he's got that slider and that curveball working. I think he's going to fluster the Yankees hitters like he's done in the past, but, again, they haven't seen him in a long, long time. So I think this is going to bode very well for Verlander. Again, he's back at home. He's a game-one starter. He's the horse. Dusty's going to rely on him. He's going to say, hey, man, give us all you got. He's not going to get pulled after five or six innings unless his pitch count is exceptionally high. But I, I think you're going to see Verlander get to nearly 100 pitches. Hopefully that's deep in the game. Then they can, you know, set everything up with Montero and then and close it out with Presley. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me if Verlander comes up big time.
1: Houston Astros are a very interesting organization, TC, in that over about two or three general managers now, they've built a team and then have kept it together. They originally had guys like George Springer, J.D. Martinez, Carlos Correa. Those guys are all gone now and have been replaced by guys like Jeremy Pena, Jordan Alvarez, Kyle Tucker, and then at the trade deadline this year, they pick up Trey Mancini. So, like I said, it's been like two or three different general managers, but they built a team, and then they've had some guys leave, but then they have rebuilt it, and I'm not sure it's not better now.
0: No, I agree with you. You know, And people here hated to see George Springer leave. Anytime you lead, a lead uh, you know, a leadoff hitter like Springer leaves your organization and is, a, and is a, you know, a big factor in center field for you. And, again, it, people liked him and everything. And I thought that was going to be the exact same thing with Carlos Correa. I saw Correa, you know, how well he was really the leader of this team. It's not Altuve. It's not Bregman, It wasn't Springer. Correa was always the leader of this team. And he led by example. And he did not want to leave. But that was his agent. that was saying, hey, Carlos, we're going to make you the $350 million man. Maybe you could be the first $400 man. You know, maybe that can happen. And Carlos said, well, I really like it here. And we've got something special here. And I love all these guys. These are my brothers. Especially the way it ended last year where they lost to the Braves in the World Series. And it was very tearful. And Correa did not want to leave. Well, what happened? He never got that big contract. And the Astros said, you know, we're not going to match it because, we got this guy named Jeremy Pena yeah. down in the minor leagues. And that's what happened. And then, so it came down to the 11th hours. They were approaching spring training. The Minnesota Twins were the only team that gave Correa a decent contract, but it wasn't going to be $350 million. So what Correa did, I thought it was pretty smart. He told his agent, he says, you know what? Because I don't know how I feel about going to Minnesota, but I want a one-year opt-out. And that never happened, Stevie, as you well know. Right. And it did. And guess what Carlos Correa did? He didn't, wasn't happy with the organization, wasn't happy with the year that he had there. And he says, I like you people in Minnesota. It's great. But guess what? I'm opting out. So now there's talk that he can maybe even come back to Houston next year. However, the Astros are saying, we got Jeremy Payne. <laughs> yeah. And, we, and 22 homers during the regular season. The big homer in the 18th inning against the Mariners in that Game 3 clincher to move the Astros on to the ALCS. Yeah, I, I miss Carlos Correa. Everybody here misses Carlos Correa. But this is uh, attributed to what the Astros do in the farm system. All of these guys that you mentioned, those are guys that came up through their own organization. And remember when the Astros were really bad? I mean, going back in 2012, 13, 14, Bo Porter was the manager. And poor Bo, he had nothing to work with. I remember talking to Dusty about this, and Dusty felt bad for Bo Porter because he was young you know, um, African-American manager who was was coming up and, you know, young guy giving a shot, but he had nothing to work with. And he said, hey, it's going to take time. Let's develop these guys in the farm system. And here comes Altuve. Here comes Bregman, Here comes Springer. Here comes all these guys, you know, Correa. And then all of a sudden, then they started getting stockpiling more draft picks. And then this is the result that you see of the Astros. That's why you've seen this team go to six straight ALCSs because of the farm system. And then you can sprinkle in a couple of veterans, whether they're relief pitchers or, like you mentioned, a train Ancini or, you know, Christian Vasquez who comes over to back up Maldonado behind the dish. I mean, yeah, I mean, this is this is what this organization does. It's all about the farm system, and they've been true to that. And then you get a veteran like Dusty Baker to come here and finally manage them to push the right buttons, get letting everybody feel good about themselves. This is the result you get.
1: I, I was just going to I was going to talk about Dusty a little bit later, but well since you brought him up sure. we we'll, we'll, we'll bring it up now i th- he he walked into a mess in Houston and immediately calmed the waters immediately. It was just amazing to me
0: that's who he is man, and you know I've told this story a, a few times, so I was with him quite a bit during the pandemic in twenty twenty when we were back in Sacramento. I was going back to Sacramento you know just about every month, and so I was with him when he was actually on the phone negotiating his contract with with jim crane and the owner of the astros and i said to him i said is this something you sure that you that you want to do and he looked me in the eye and he says man he goes i want one more shot he goes they're going to give me the shot i understand what i'm walking into he goes but there is a great nucleus here and he goes i know that there's going to be a lot of skepticism there's going to be a lot of people are saying wow dusty why are you doing that this might tarnish your reputation but he goes I, you know, and Dusty, if you know anything about him, trust me. I mean, he is the humanitarian of all humanitarians. He's all about giving guys second chances. He's got second chances in life himself, and he says, I'm, "I'm, I'm, I, I, I want this challenge." And from the opening press conference, when Jose Altuve was very nervous about answering questions back in spring training of 2020, you know, down there in Florida, and then there was Jim Crane, and then there was there was Dusty Baker, and Dusty just said, "Hey." He goes, all that didn't happen on my watch. He goes, so give these guys a shot. Give these guys another chance. And, you know, they have to pay for their mistakes. Granted, he goes, but there's going to be a new regime. But he was the only guy that could clean this thing up because of his reputation. Because you cannot say a bad thing about Dusty Baker. So he was the right guy for the job. He was the only guy for the job. If they would have tried to bring in, you know, like a Spada, who was their bench coach, who was kind of like the next manager in waiting, no, it was too soon for that. It didn't work with A.J. Hinch. You know, any other young guy, it wouldn't have worked. But Dusty Baker, that really took a lot of, of the burden, you know, off of these players, and you saw what, what the results have been.
1: I, I, you know, you started off with Dusty saying one more shot at it. And, and I, this, I had this question already written down. If, if the Astros win the World Series this year, will Dusty walk? He's seventy-three. He can go watch his son Darren play in the uh, Washington organization. Would this be it?
0: I'll tell you, here it is, Stevie. It's like this. And for most people, they think, okay, it's like a, you know, it's a Joe Montana or Tom Brady, you know, right off into the sunset, you know, uh, Michael Jordan type of thing, right? Mm -hmm. With Dusty, it'll it'll be like this, okay? So, sadly enough, you know, this poor guy's lost six years. Of, of managing, you know, with those years in between Cincinnati or Chicago and Cincinnati and, you know, Cincinnati and Washington and Washington and Houston. And, you know, he didn't think that he was wanted. He thought he was discriminated against for his race. He thought he was discriminated against because of his age. And then again, Washington gave him a shot. And then again, shouldn't they didn't renew his contract. Every one of these deals has been one year deals with him. And then so Houston gave him the same thing, a one year deal, which is a slap in the face. To the guy who will be in the Hall of Fame here, you know, once he retires. So he's on a one-year deal right now, and if the Astros win, and the Astros front office says, "Hey, man, we love everything that's going on here. We want to try to go back to back. We want you back," he'll be back. But if they come back and say, "Man, we're not sure if we want you back," and he wins, then he'll bow out and say, "Okay." I'm off here into my wine business, into my solar energy business, go see my son play, you know, uh, at the major league level hopefully here in another couple of years, yeah. he'll do it. But I think it's all going to come down to if the Astros make him feel loved again, then he'll come back.
1: Back to this series, do you pitch to Aaron Judge if you're the Houston Astros or do you just not Absolutely throw him correct. a strike?
0: No, 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 no. You don't do a Joe Madden, what he did to, to uh, Bryce Harper, you know, when he was managing the Cubs back in the day. You don't do that because you don't want to put runners on base because there are dangerous guys behind Aaron Judge, especially Minute Maid Park, where you got a short porch, especially, you know, for right-handed hitters. So, no, you got the Astros have not pitched around him. They have not walked him intentionally the entire season. Now, sure, if an occasion pops up, where you know, say you got a runner at second, you got an open base late in the game, uh, and you you got a one or two run lead, then yeah, I think you do that. But Dusty's not going to do that. He's gonna, uh, you know, he believes in his horses. Okay, for example, you got Verlander going against Judge, who doesn't want to see that. And Verlander and Dusty are thinking like, my guy's better than your guy. Go get it. So yeah, you're not going to see any games like that. Aaron Judge, as we've seen Stevie, this guy strikes out a lot. He strikes out on what? Breaking balls and sliders away, so that's that, that's Justin Verlander right there. That's Lance McCullers to a T. McCullers will get will junk it up with the best of them, right? And Framberval does, what does Framber Valdez do better than anybody in Major League Baseball from a pitching standpoint? He's got that slider, that sinker. He has more ground ball outs than anybody else in Major League Baseball. So I think, yeah, I mean, I think they have the recipe to pitch Aaron Judge the way they want to, and uh, he may get him for a couple of homers. He might, but as of right now, go after him.
1: The other two guys that would concern me would be Anthony Rizzo and Matt Carpenter because they're left-handed hitters and the only lefty on the ALCS roster for Houston is Framber Valdez. They have nobody in the bullpen that can come in and match up against Carpenter or Rizzo late innings.
0: Yeah, they decided they got Will Smith in in, in a trade, you know, earlier on this year from Atlanta and He just, you know, he wasn't having a good year. His ERA was around five, and it didn't get any better when he came to Houston, so they left him off the roster. So, you know, again, they haven't really needed any lefties uh, out of the bullpen. They're okay with it. So, uh, again, you mentioned Carpenter, but how often is he going to play? And if you can figure out what Aaron Boone's going to do, let me know because I put him in that same category as Dave Roberts. I mean, this guy will, will manage you out of games. He will blow things apart. He will put starters in the bullpen. He will put bullpen uh, guys to start games. He will mix and match his bullpen where you don't know what the hell he's going to do. So, yeah, uh, again, I think huge managerial advantage here, you know, dusty versus Aaron Boone. But I think that, you know, when you look at it, it Rizzo, he can be a factor, but again, he's kind of a streaky guy as well too. And Carpenter, I just don't know how much you're going to see of Carpenter playing this postseason And even during the course of the regular season, he hasn't been
1: an everyday player. Yeah, I'd I, I try. You're right about Boone, but I, I, if it was me, I'd try to find a spot for Carpenter. You could throw him in yeah, the, a, as a DH, but then you got to figure out what you when, what you would do with Stanton at that point. I, I don't know. There's got to be. There's got to be a, a better manager would find a way to mix him in there against the right-handers. Um, what else? Oh, Jordan Alvarez. He had a great year last year, right? And then, but this year, up a notch. What did he do different this year that made him even better than he was last year?
0: Well, I'll tell you two things. One, people don't want to talk about and because they, they probably don't realize it. Defensively, this guy has put himself where he can be the everyday left fielder for the Astros now. And he still spends some time as a DH, but the guy worked on his defense. This guy worked hard on his defense. He's a big guy, and people thought, hey, he, he's just the prototypical DH. No, no, no. This guy's got a gun for an arm in the outfield. He knows how to play that wall out there, that, that goofy left field uh, there, uh, here in Minute Maid Park. But he just really works on his defense day in and day out. So that's made him a better ball player. And Stevie, here's another thing, too, that a lot of people don't realize. That guys want to play, you know, every inning. These guys don't. I've never met a guy that likes to, to be a DH because you don't have that rhythm. You don't have that flow. So Alvarez wanted to be in the lineup, and, and Dusty said, okay, you got to get better defensively. Worked hard at it in spring training, has been fantastic this year, much improved. So I think that's part of it. The other part is he has gotten very disciplined, and he's hit the ball the opposite way. I mean, you've seen him go to the opposite field with home runs just in the last series alone. I mean, that was phenomenal. I mean, you know, what he did in game number two uh, going the opposite way and what he did in game one where he hit that 460-foot shot you know, to close it out in game one. We pulled it down the right field line. So he can hit to all fields. He is just a machine. This guy isn't just a power hitter. He can hit to all fields. if they're going to shift on him. Alvarez has no problem going the opposite way.
1: He also hits left-handers. I mean, he hit left-handers really well, again, last year. And then this year, again, up to the notch, 321 against left-handers this year. (laughs)
0: Yeah, just ask Robbie Ray about that, right? Yeah,
1: <laughs> I mean the guy. The guy's yeah. just yeah, and you're right about his defense. His, his defense is so much better uh, this year, and he does have a strong arm. But but again, at the plate, he's just a machine. TC.
0: No, he's phenomenal. And and, and here's another great thing. Like all these other Astros, he's just a great guy to be around. He is so humble. I mean, this guy obviously is going to get a huge contract when it's all said and done a couple of years down the road, but he's not going to change. He's going to be the exact same person. He knew exactly where he came from and everything. And, uh, you know, he, he loves playing baseball. He loves this game. And uh, this is a guy that is a great teammate and just a great person. He's quiet, but man, uh, this guy just loves the game and can deliver. And it really is kind of like a five tool player.
1: All right, TC, NorCal solid, baby. You, me, and Dusty, man. Let's, let's get this done. Games one and two. We want to get off to a good start here.
0: You guys, Stevie, again, appreciate you filling in. I know you got some great guests lined up for the next two days. Uh, appreciate it as always, man. And uh, I, I talked to Mattress Mac just about two hours ago as well, too, right? Yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll, leave, I'll, I'll leave this segment with what Mattress Mac said to me. He goes, Go Stros!
1: I need a new mattress, by the way, T.C., if you can fit that on the plane on the way back. $3,000, Stevie. Guess
0: what? <laughs> you, bet, you spend $3,000 for a mattress, and the Astros win. You know what your mattress is, Stevie? It's free, free, free. Bob I'll... Chuck will tell you. It's free, free, free for everybody.
1: <laughs> Checks in the mail, T.C.
0: Take care, brother.
1: Hey, thanks. Have a great day. Have a great time out there.
0: Will do, man. Pictures and uh... – And post to follow very, very soon tonight.
1: All right, buddy. Thanks again. T.C. Martin on correspondence for us. Major League Baseball coverage from Houston. The Astros against the Yankees tonight.